Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to our normal studio, and I am excited. Finally, I got some space, and I can talk my you-know-what uh, today so let's get into it let's go ahead and get into it now as you guys know i've been uh supporting Kawhi leonard uh and the clippers this season i think it's important that i stay from the onset these clippers are very very good even though they lost last night to i believe the cleveland cavaliers if i look at the box score they ended up losing that game 108 excuse me to 118 but the game that they won before if i'm not mistaken was it was against the Boston Celtics in Boston, and they handed them their only their second loss at home all season long. I think they now have a twenty and twenty and two record. The other team that beat Boston at home was the Denver Nuggets. So it goes to show you just how good of a win that was for the Clippers. And when I watched that game, I mean it was total annihilation on all fronts. Defensively, the Clippers played the best, probably the best defensive basketball game I have ever seen this team play as a unit. Uh Kawhi Leonard was he was on he was on playoff mode. He was in play and I was looking at this dude and I'm like, damn this dude is good. Like Kawhi Leonard is really good. And it makes me begin to wonder and think back to one Stephen A. Smith. Now as you guys know, last season the Clippers are going through some challenges. It was a bit bumpy for them. Kawhi Leonard only played 52 games last season. But what happened? When the Clippers got to the playoffs, Kawhi Leonard was absolutely sensational in game one against the Phoenix Suns. Clippers were able to win an improbable game against the Phoenix Suns, I believe, in Phoenix. Then game two, Kawhi played. He scored 30 points, but they lost. But then we later found out that Kawhi Leonard had been injured and that he will not be returning uh, to the playoffs. So what happens? Stephen A. Smith gets a whiff of these comments. Gets a whiff of the news. He goes on ESPN first take. After the news, after it had been determined... <laughs> that Kawhi Leonard was not going to be able to return. Stephen A. Smith went on ESPN and said on live TV that Kawhi Leonard should be forced to retire and is the worst superstar in sports history, causing him to get into a huge back and forth with J.J. Redick on ESPN First Take. So for those of you who don't remember that, that's what we want to get into. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. 
Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to play the exchange of Stephen A. Smith on ESPN saying this and then talking about Kawhi Leonard. Then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say here. Hey, so put the camera on me right now, please. Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers should force Kawhi Leonard to retire. I'm done. He needs to go home. Okay? It's over. I'm not in any way questioning the legitimacy of Kawhi Leonard's injury. A matter of fact, I'm fully embracing it. I've heard very, very alarming stories about his health. You see people talking about he's walking around or limping all the time. He is not a healthy individual. I'm not questioning his heart. I'm not questioning his courage. I'm not questioning any of that. The man's a two-time champion. He's a two-time MVP. I said it the other day, and I said it, and I regretted it only because we heard about some stuff that happened with his family, and I didn't know that was in the news and stuff like that. I don't wish that enough. God bless you and your family, and I hope everything ends up well for everybody. But he is the absolute worst superstar you could possibly have on your team. He's barely ever there. And on top of it all, he does nothing to market or promote your franchise. Absolutely, positively nothing. He got $42 million this year. Him and Paul George are making identical dollars to the penny. $42 million in change this year. $45 million in change next year. And then a player option at $48 million. He couldn't go last year at all. Okay? Couldn't go this year when it counted. In the past, he couldn't go when it counted. Robbed at Toronto telling him, don't look for me for more than 65 games. Didn't even give him 60 games. Hasn't given you at least 60 games in the season in at least the last four years, okay? And then the playoffs come, and this is the difference between him or various other people. We see them get hurt. We watch Kawhi drop 38 one game like he did in game one against Phoenix, 31 in game two, walk off the court, and then the next thing you know, Ty Lue gets to that. He ain't, he ain't available today. And oh, by the way, he ain't available next week. And, and, and he ain't available the next game. You don't know why, but you, you hear and you hear and you hear stories. Yes, they have a medical staff. You hear about he got his own medical, his own medical team. But damn it, they should be fired. He's never healthy when it counts. And again, if you're not marketing and promoting the sport, if you're not, if all you're doing is saying, I'm going to grab my lunch pail and play. But 50% of the time, you ain't grabbing your lunch pail to play. Um, I mean this in the nicest way possible with both of you, but listening to each of you right now, it's very obvious that you've played zero high-level basketball, and you do not understand the requirements of doing that. And I do mean that in a nice way. Okay. Uh, you bring I'll up, respond to this. No, no, hold on. You bring up Zion. Yes. I, I, I talked about this when we talked about Zion. I yeah, you brought, up, you brought up Zion. Trying to play coming off a, a hamstring injury, a serious hamstring injury, I've had to deal with it multiple times in my career. I popped it grade three when I was in college. There's a there's a weeks long mental hurdle to come back and play to be able to just do a simple closeout. A sprained ankle is very different than a sprained knee. A sprained knee for someone who has torn a quad quad tendon and who has torn their ACL is very different than someone playing on a hobbled ankle in the 1970s. It's a terrible analogy. I'm sorry, it's a terrible analogy. I, I want to tell a quick story real quick. Because <clears throat> um, I think I think you bring up the medical staff, all this stuff. Uh, when I played for Philly, when we would have off days, uh, everybody knows I, I lived in Brooklyn when I played for Philly. I commuted back and forth uh, for games and practices. But if we had an off day, I'd go up to Midtown, to the MBPA, and I'd work out there with my, my, my New York trainer a basketball guy would meet me 
a weight guy would meet me, we'd work on my body, whatever. So every, there was a week where Ka Kawhi was away from the team. It was coming out of all-star break. Mm -hmm. He was away from the Spurs and I was up there working out. He was there. When I say this dude was so meticulous in his work, trying to come back from that quad 10, I, I remember, I'll never forget it. I, I used to walking lunges mm -hmm. with yeah. like 50, 55 pound dumbbells in each hand. This dude is doing slow walking lunges with 90 pound dumbbells in his hands mm -hmm. with the wrap around his quad, which limits your blood flow. Mm -hmm. This guy gets after it. I, I, I understand the frustration mm -hmm. with the load management issue. What we're talking about here and questioning his injury, and you say, I'm not questioning his injury. You just said we saw Paul George get hurt. We, we didn't see Kawhi get Let's give the guy some credit. He did it in game one. He went out there and battled game two. Guess what? Mm -hmm. If he could play, he would play. Mm -hmm. I want to get clarification on this worst superstar. Mm -hmm. Do you not have any empathy mm -hmm. for someone who has came back from two major leg injuries? Okay. So you heard the exchange between all of these people. So that's what Stephen A. Smith was saying. Now, if you talk to Stephen A. Smith today, He's talking about he won't be surprised if the Clippers are one of the teams to make it to the NBA Finals. Well, why is that? If you look at the Clippers' record since December 1, the Clippers are currently 22-4 and four since December 1. January is over, which means that over a two-month span, the Clippers only were averaging two losses per month. Per month and no one is going to hold that loss to Cleveland against them because hell they just beat the Boston Celtics and if they just beat the Boston Celtics that that tells me all I need to know about this current East Coast road trip uh, that they're currently on that's the first thing but let's get to the second part let's look at Kawhi Leonard let's look at Kawhi Leonard's stats since December 1 okay Kawhi Leonard since December 1 is averaging and by the way he's played 27 games in that time span so I think he's played all the games he's averaging 27.2 points per game he's shooting what um of a 51 51.1 percent from the field he's shooting 41 percent from the three and shooting 83.9 percent from the free throw line and on the season Kawhi is scoring 23.8 points per game 52 percent shooting 88 percent shooting from the free throw line 44 percent shooting from the uh, from the three-point line and getting you 6.2 rebounds and 3.7 assists now what those numbers don't show you because some people watch that number and say well Kawhi Leonard can't really score if you watch any Clipper game I I challenge you to watch three Clipper games this season you will notice that Kawhi Leonard is doubled every single possession of a game I've not I haven't seen anything like it this guy is doubled Every t single time up the uh, up the court, he's doubled. That goes to show you how good of a player he is. They double him every single possession. Last night, the game that they played against the Houston, uh, what is it? Not the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was being guarded by Jared Allen. Go back and look at the highlights of Kawhi Leonard in that game yesterday. And while he was being guarded by a legitimate seven footer. You go look at those highlights and you tell me how that dude was able to, 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 to fare with Kawhi Leonard. To me, listen, he's on an absolute tier. Um, the Clippers are arguably the best team in the Western Conference. I'm still going to defer to the, to the, what is it, to the Denver Nuggets, even though they're not the number one seed in the Western Conference. I'm still handing it over to the champions. You got to beat the champions first. I'm giving them their respect. Nikola Jokic is the baddest man in the NBA right now. I don't care who you got. I think he's the best player in the world right now. 
and this is coming from a Kawhi Leonard fan, Nikola Jokic is the best damn basketball player in the world right now. I know Joel Embiid is doing his thing. I know Luka Doncic is doing his thing. Until I see them beat that dude, if uh, until you see uh, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets eliminated from the Western Conference playoffs, you should not relax. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you're rooting for. It could be the Suns. It could be the Lakers. It could be the Wolves. It could be the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Until Nikola Jokic has been eliminated from the playoffs, your ass needs to be on watch. That is a bad boy. He is a bad, 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 bad boy. So I'm still going to give those guys the respect. But listen, you said the guy should retire. Look at him now. You're telling me this is the type of player that should be out of the NBA right now? you telling me he's the worst superstar in sports history? Would, would Steve Barber and these guys agree with you? I don't think so. But y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys can see, we are back in our normal studio, and I am happy as hell. Boy, oh boy, the light, the light is shining on me, and I am so excited. I got a fresh cut for all these haters. Oh, why you ain't cut your hair, boy? Look at some hairline. First of all, first of all, where I was at, but no barbers over there. I was cutting my hair my damn self, and I was going through some other stuff. I wasn't really focused on my haircut, but I'm back for you jokers now that like to look at dudes' hairlines when they, instead of paying attention to what I'm talking about. Some of these dudes be tuning in to look at my, yo, look at his beard, son. Look at his cheeks. Look at his chin. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. You won't believe. Just to be all topic. Do you know one dude actually wrote? Nah, he said, yeah, he wrote on one of the comments. He's like, the only reason you produced this video is to show off one of your new shirts. Yo, where we at? What, what are we talking about? I don't watch any creator to see what they're wearing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be watching here what these dudes are saying. I'm, I'm not be there looking at their lips and their glasses like, yo, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, anyway, what happened? This morning, open up my Instagram. I receive a message from one of our uh, uh, viewers. He sends me a mouth guy's name right now. And he sends me this clip. And this clip is from Uncle Shay Shay. Yeah, Club Shay Shay. No, no, Nightcap, excuse me. Nightclap, uh, Nightclap, <laughs> Nightcap with Shannon Sharp and um, and uh, and Chad Ochocinco. So they're there talking. And in this clip is of Shannon Sharp basically saying that Taylor Swift, yes, Taylor Swift, uh, is a bigger draw from the NFL than even Beyonce, which caused Chad to be like, what are you talking about? And blah, 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 blah. And I remembered you know, during the uh, the Chiefs pl playoff run and when they were playing games and they were always here at the games. And I remember like ESPN posting about it. And I remember some of the fans, the the, the the people in the comment section like, yo, please, no more Taylor Post Swift. Uh, to Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift Post, please, 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 please. So to hear Shannon Sharp say this and take such a bold position, I was like, wow. So I went down, hunted it down to hear exactly what he was saying. And it seemed like he was bringing up some solid points. And he, and he also backed it up with some inside information and some figures. But before we even get into what Shannon Sharp had to say this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor prize picks prize picks is really simple instead of just selecting a team you just select two or more players pick more or less their projected stats and then you place your entry for example this week i'm selecting two entries stephen curry for more than 25 points and then i got anthony davis for more than two blocks and damian lillard for more for more than four three pointers made Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy 
So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Shannon Sharp had to say here. It's about a two or three minute clip. Take a listen to what he had to say here. And we'll come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say. I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for the 49ers because people are t- people are tired so? of Taylor Swift. That was all they, they, that's all I saw on my timeline. Oh, Taylor Swift, stop. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift ain't on the Thank field? Thank you. That's what you need to be worried about. You need to stop short. As a matter of fact, because here's the thing. What y'all don't understand, the NFL, and I took a page out of the NFL book when it came to my podcast. Right. I'm a sports uh-huh. guy. People would naturally assume I just talked to athletes, but I wanted mm. to talk to entertainers. I wanted to talk to actors. I wanted to talk to celebs. I need a different viewing audience. The NFL said, all y'all that's complaining, y'all going to watch. But those little 8 to 15-year-old girls, they not watching. They going to come. Yeah. And now advertisers yeah. see that's a new base that we can get to. Mm-hmm. So while y'all talking stop showing on Taylor Swift, the NFL, Roger Goodell promised those owners, he says, I'm going to turn this into a $25 billion annual revenue. In order to do that, mm-hmm. you got to have new sources of revenue. Guess mm-hmm. what? And that was the best one. Amazon said, we want live events. Yeah. Netflix mm-hmm. want live events. They just signed a deal, $5 mm-hmm. billion dollars with WWE. What would they play to get yeah. a playoff game? YouTube, we want live events. What did they play? Yeah. $2.2 billion a year. To take over for mm. direct TV. Y'all need to understand NFL playing chess, y'all playing mm-hmm. checkers. Y'all talking yeah, about man, stop playing Taylor yeah. Swift. They said we're not hey, gonna that's... stop playing Taylor Swift because she's bringing a different I... demographic and new set of eyeballs. Taylor Swift has generated an equivalent brand value of 331 million point five for the Chiefs and the NFL Apex Marketing Group tells front office sports. That figure includes print. Digital, radio, TV, highlights, social media, going back to uh, Taylor Swift's first game in September. Now, tell me the NFL player. Okay, no, no, the NFL. Tell me the other person that's going to do that. Wait, how many? How many? Three hundred thirty-one million dollars in value. Hold on. Let me let me let me think. Let me think. Who else could who else could move the needle like that? Wait, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm, I'm thinking that. Let me think of somebody else can move a needle. Move the needle. Um, ah, I got no it. one. Beyonce. If hypothetically speaking, if if she went with Jay Z, and I'm not Travis Kelsey, let's say, um, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce. Beyonce. She can not move like the needle. This. Not like this. These 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 yeah. eyes. These eye Ocho. These eight to fifteen That's, year old eyeballs. Ocho, she the same, the same. Nah, had the Ocho, same, that same, that Ocho, same feeling. Ocho, yes. I love Beyonce. Beyonce ain't moving the needle like this chick. Ocho, no. What? 
You tripping. No, you tripping, Ocho. This girl, this, Ask the she's chat. The closest Who, thing. The chat. She's Who the closest will... thing to moving the needle like Michael Jackson that we've seen. This is it. Whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Reel it back in a little bit, baby. Reel it back in a little bit. Beyonce moves the needle just like Taylor, if not no, more. No, she doesn't. Ask the chat, please. You can ask the chat. Ask, ask the, the chat. chat, please. We put it to the chat. So make, do, do a poll. <coughs> do a poll. Because Beyonce has those same set of eyes, young, old, middle age, and old. In, including I, but I'm just saying, not if like the, Taylor. If, hypothetically, hypothetically not speaking, like Beyonce would move the needle the same not way like Taylor's Taylor. doing. It would be Beyonce being shown uh, all the time. Not yes, like Taylor. So you heard uh, the exchange there. Now, funny enough, I actually uh, let me see front. Um, yeah, I went to I went to school with a very very huge um, Beyonce fan. Beyonce fans don't play. Okay, uh, they hated Rihanna fans. I remember this for a fact. They couldn't stand Ashanti. Uh, and they swore that Beyonce was the best thing since sliced bread. Um, they don't joke. Uh, they think that what she does, she's the best at it. And obviously, Beyonce is Beyonce. One of the most talented people to ever sing and entertain, right? Uh, but they don't joke with her. So when Shannon Sharp was saying this, I was like, bro. Do you know the fan base you're talking about? And I was reading some comments where people were like, you know, the Beehive is coming for it. Like, that's a real thing. So we're talking about Beyonce. So for him to say that Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these people combined cannot bring in the numbers that she brings in, that's pretty, pretty incredible. Then it reminded me of a front office, uh, front office, front office sports post that I read on Instagram. It said, Taylor Swift has generated an equivalent brand value of $331 million for the Chiefs and NFL. Apex Marketing tells FOS. Taylor Swift has generated the equivalent brand value of $331 million. Uh, million dollars for the Chiefs per Apex Market, including print, digital, radio, TV, highlights, and social dating back to, <clears throat> excuse me, September. Those are some real figures. Um, obviously, the NFL is a money-making business. They want to make money. And if they see this as an avenue to reach new viewers, younger viewers, or a different audience demographic altogether, uh, they're going to do it. Uh, it's one of the reasons you see us on our show. We decided this year we want to branch out a little bit. We don't want to be too we don't want to be too um, um, beholden to just sports topics. We want to talk about broader issues, get into dabble a little bit of entertainment, just to broaden this broaden the audience, right? You know, you don't want to just be pigeonholed and stuck doing one thing all the time. I believe you have to evolve, try different things in order to continue to grow, reinvent yourself uh, as time goes on. That's one of the reasons you see, you see us doing that. Uh, you see us doing that. And I think that the NB, uh, the NFL stumbled upon something that seems to be working. Uh, they're going to continue to market it. And they know that they're not marketing to their prototypical N N NFL fan because they know those guys are going to stay there. Maybe some of them are going to be turned off to a certain extent, but they know that they're going to be reaching new people. Right. So for them, it makes a lot of sense. And you heard the figures. In our case, you see us talking about different things. Yeah. Some people are like, man, I don't want to. Why aren't you talking about basketball? Why aren't you talking about this? Some people may not watch. You may lose a few viewers here, but you may also bring in some people. And then obviously you're going to have some topics that intersect. But it's all part of the game. It's all part about it's all part of expanding in business. So I think, listen, the NFL is doing a great thing, although it may be annoying to some people. It is what it is in terms of what Shannon Sharp had to say. I don't really know the market cap uh, that Beyonce has to have and uh, have. Uh, has uh, you know when we're comparing her to uh, Taylor Swift she doesn't attend NFL games so it's a totally different thing now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment 
So as you guys know, rec uh, recently Luka Doncic had this very big game. He scored 73 points against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Joel Embiid also had another 70-point game. I think Devin Booker had a 62-point game, and I think they lost in that game. And we're seeing a lot of high-scoring games in the NBA. Me, personally, on a personal level, I'm not really impressed with it because of the inflated scoring. It, the game is so tilted it's too, it's so tilted toward offense that it's no longer enjoyable. It doesn't seem like what these guys are doing is just groundbreaking given the way the teams play, right? I remember when Kobe scored 81 when teams were averaging about 100 points per game, 101, 102, whatever it was. Now teams are averaging 114 points per game that's not really that's not that impressive to me i'm sorry the more possessions uh guys are not playing defense so to me it's not that big a deal not to say that you know just because somebody scores 70 you take it off the record books no they score 70 but if you're asking me as somebody that saw kobe Allen iverson tracy mcgrady and these guys putting a bucket shack i'm just not impressed with it and that's just my that's that's just how i feel about it uh so what happened uh stephen a smith as you as you guys know uh, is someone that loves offense, right? He's always going to be tilting towards players that are prone to score a lot of points and stuff like that. So what happened? After Luka Doncic's historic night, they were talking about this on uh, ESPN, and I think Bob Myers was there, Michael Wilbon was there, Malika Andrews was anchoring the 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 the, the, the panel, and uh, Stephen A. Smith was there. So everybody was talking about it. And then when it came time for Stephen A. Smith to talk about it, uh, he pretty much went off and said that, listen, he's not impressed and he thinks it was an absolute disgrace. Uh, but before we even get into those comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries, Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about PrizePix is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepix.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepix.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to quickly play what Stephen A. Smith had to say about Luka Doncic's performance, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what he had to say here. Stephen A. looks skeptical. Because, let's first, first of all, a couple of things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very upset that we start off the show with me and Bob Myers agreeing on something. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all, okay? But that we, we'll go with that for the moment. But in all seriousness, Long guys, show. in all seriousness, guys, Mike, let's not go overboard with this. The fans want this? No, the league wanted it. The league well, wanted the it. League want? well, well, I they say it's because of the fans. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm saying the fans don't want guys getting mugged and no fouls getting caught. Right. Okay. But the fans didn't want what we saw last night in Atlanta. Did you see that? Are you sure? I mean, that was a layup. That was just listen. That was a it was like the All Star game. The, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. No wonder why y'all stink. Did you see how they played defense last night? Me I too. mean, this is not. 
This is not Joel and B who played Billy Ball because you know what? You have a thin Victor Wimbignano on you. We understand that. We expect that. This is not a situation where Carl Anthony Towns dropped 58 in the first three quarters and then disappeared. It was an APB out for him in the fourth quarter and all of this other stuff. But the 58 points he scored in those first three quarters, a lot of those points, he was being challenged. This is not that. What transpired last night in Atlanta was disgraceful. It made me feel like, I, I mean, let's just go out and get somebody that don't want You don't have to play defense? All you got to do is play offense. You don't have to play defense. That's what the hell took place in Atlanta last night. There's a difference. Don't tell me anybody wants that. No, you don't want to change it and go back to old times. But in the same breath, you don't mean for it to resemble the first three quarters at NBA All-Star Weekend, no, which is what last night looked like in Atlanta, Georgia. The Hawks, you should be ashamed of your damn self. You really should. So you heard what he had to say. Well, apparently Apparently, some people weren't happy with that. And some people took it a step further by basically saying that had this been a black player, uh, Stephen A. Smith would not have been saying what he, he was saying. I came across an article from SportsRush.com and had the following headline. It says, when it was Devin Booker, he's an assassin. Fans accused Stephen A. Smith for being racist for underplaying Luka Doncic's historic performance. Uh, Luka Doncic's 73-point explosion against the Atlanta Hawks has been the talk of the town and the NBA community for the past day or so. However, ESPN analyst Stephen A. Smith recently took the bizarre route of critiquing the Hawks' defensive effort rather than crediting Doncic for his incredible performance. While most media analysts compare Doncic's score to other historic uh, um, performances, Smith's unique take rubbed NBA fans the wrong way, and then Smith said what he had to say. So let me just read through some of the comments um, uh, that were said uh, in, in response to him. One person said, because he's white, Stephen, just say it. Another person said, he said, this dude had the most efficient high-scoring game in history. He wasn't chucking or being selfish. It was the perfect game. Unfortunately, Lucas' skin color doesn't work for Stephen A. Smith and a bunch of other media members. That was just one post. Another person said, Stephen A. Smith has been quite obvious, uh, quite obvious racist when it comes to basketball, at least for quite some for quite a long time. Shaq is also like this. If Luca was black and American, the media would treat him completely differently. They don't want a white guy being this good. Another person said, where was this reaction uh, whenever uh, MB, Cat, uh, etc. went off for crazy numbers? We all know why the reaction toward Luka is the way it is. However, he is correct in his no defense thing. I am tired of ticky-tack fouls and awful defense like the All-Star uh, game. So that's what some people had to say uh, about Stephen A. Smith. What are my thoughts about this? First of all, um, is Stephen A. Smith racist? I don't know. I don't think he is. Um, could can I understand these people making these comments? Well, sure I can. I can. Right? Uh, the, see, this is why I always get surprised when people act like as if they don't support their own group or their own uh ethnic yeah their own ethnic group of people. It, oh, I'm like, cut the bull. You know what? Stop trying to act like cut the bull. You know what? Like, oh, you're being a race, baby. You stop your, 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 you know what I want to say. Everyone supports their group, please. Otherwise, otherwise, why would, why would the World Cup have any significance? No, answer the question. Why would the World Cup have any significance if people weren't nationalistic? If they didn't want to see their own countrymen do well? Like, what are we talking about? There are different companies around the world where you see different people from different groups controlling them, and they're going to hire their people. This is a bloody fact of life. So for people to act like it doesn't exist, I never take these people seriously. They should, be ne they should never be taken seriously. 
Because every group does it. Every group. I don't care who the, you could be white, black, blue, green, whatever. White people do it. Black people do it. Everybody does it. So obviously I can understand that. They want to see a white player do well. Hello, white folks want to see a white player do well. Why is this a shock? It should not be. It's human nature. I'm not surprised by it. I'm not off. I'm not, oh my God, what's going on? Oh, how is this? No, it's a human thing. I like cars. I follow Formula One. I support Hamilton. I think he's a great driver, but I'm glad to see a brother do well. Now, does that make me racist against other people? No, it means I like to see somebody that looks like me do well, like everybody else. So I understand what they're saying. Could it be true? Yes, it could be true. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I got to get into this topic here because everybody's talking about it. Apparently, the Lakers and the Houston Rockets played a game yesterday, right? They played a game yesterday in Houston, and I did not watch uh, that game. The reason I didn't watch that game was because I had just, I was in transit. So, uh, I finally got home. So I was super, super tired, but they played against the Houston Rockets and they ended up losing that game with a box score of 135 to 119. Now going into that game, the Lakers were favored to win the game. They should have won the game. They were the higher seed. Uh, but nevertheless, they lost the game, right? And then I started seeing some of the highlights, right? And some of the highlights, a lot of it had to do with, Dylan Brooks and the way he was basically putting his goon down uh, on the Lakers players, right? And then it got to a particular part where I believe Vanderbilt was going up for a dunk. He pushed him in the back. I've seen that move already done on Kobe in the playoffs with, um, oh my God, I forgot the player's name. He's on one of the coaches. I think he's on the Clippers uh, coaching staff right now. Ball, kind of ball-headed dude, light-skinned dude. I forgot his name. Uh, he was on it. He pushed Kobe in the air before. So I've seen that. It's a dirty play. And then I see another play where LeBron is going to the basket and then Dylan Brooks kind of swipes at him and smacks him in the face. So what happens? Today I tune in to some of the news shows and I see on ESPN First Take, they're talking about it. And um, the panel feature Kendrick Perkins, Shannon Sharp, and Stephen A. Smith. And as they were discussing it, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, Shannon Sharp was giving his take. And then they got to a point where Stephen A. Smith was like, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, I understand what you're saying, but you're not keeping it 100. He's like, if we're being 100, the Lakers already knew what type of time Dylan Brooks is on. They already knew this. Okay, they already knew this. So I don't see why the Lakers should be caught off guard by this dude. He said, the part you're not talking about is, although Dylan Brooks was running around doing his normal Dylan Brooks stuff, He's like, why didn't the Lakers and specifically LeBron stand up to this dude? I am sorry, but I get tired of seeing LeBron get punked by, by, by Dylan Brooks. Like, I get tired of it. This is not the first time Dylan Brooks has gotten LeBron's face. Now he smacked him up upside the head. LeBron ain't do nothing. D Dylan Brooks be running up the court talking to him. He ain't do nothing. And some people are like, well, oh, nah, LeBron can't do anything, you know, because... You know, uh, he's a face of the NBA and he's a, he's a billion dollar man and all of that BS. Total BS. I've seen Jordan get in the face of players like Maxwell and others when they try to hard foul him or whatever. Jordan would get in dudes' faces. 
If he had to scuffle with you, he will scuffle with you. The fact of the matter is Dylan Brooks, he's doing this because he knows that these guys are not going to do anything. Bad. He knows he can get away with that with LeBron. He knows that. He knows. And he knows that's the reason why he can continue to do it. And LeBron is what? Six foot nine? Like LeBron is what? Six foot nine? 270, 60 something pounds, and you letting Dylan Brooks push you around. What would happen? What's going to happen to LeBron's image if LeBron finally just one day snuffed Dylan Brooks or just shoved him in the face or put his put his forearm in, in his in his in his in his chest in his throat area and just shove him away? What would happen? LeBron is going to lose sponsors. What they're going to the old NBA? Of course they're not, because what the NBA will say is this guy has been uh, uh, he's been an irritant towards this guy for years now so lebron finally reached his breaking point and he reacted and it doesn't tarnish your legacy we've seen goat players players at that level get fed up and retaliate but i think that for dylan brooks to continuously do this to lebron and the lakers he must look at the lakers and think they're soft i think at the heart of it at the end of the day i think he must think that they're soft and as a team that you're competing against, if I look at the Western Conference standings, the Rockets are the number 11 seed. The Lakers are the number 9 seed, but they're tied for losses in the loss column at 24 apiece. So you could ill afford to lose that game to them. For the fact that they're only two wins behind, that they're, they have two less wins is because they play less games than you guys. So you could ill afford to lose a game like that, especially to a to a team and a dude going around doing all of those antics. To me, man, I just think he'd be looking weak. And I'm like, when is LeBron finally going to say enough is enough? Like I had enough with this dude and just finally react to him. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen if LeBron James defends himself. Nothing would happen. I'm tired of seeing him get punked by Dylan. Like enough is enough, man. Like enough is enough. Like enough is enough. LeBron is not no five foot two dude. Like enough is enough, man. Stop letting these dudes run up on you and put their goon down on you, and then be looking to the referees and all. LeBron had more energy for the person talking bleep in the stands than he did for Dylan Brooks and these dudes. You got more energy for those dudes. People, you throwing people out of the stands and for the people in front of you. Now I know people are gonna bring up the old Chris Child thing with Kobe. Kobe was throwing his hands. When have you ever seen LeBron throw his hands at any point, ever? ever like so come on man like you too big for that you 370 000 pounds man you seven foot fifty like come on do something like come on defend yourself man come on it's enough is enough thank you for listening to today's show and don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on itunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms